mantras are are so powerful and they're so powerful on so many different levels so number one a mantra on the most basic level the mantra gives our mind something to do most of our minds jump around constantly anybody have that experience right so this is one of the most common things that we walk in with is how do I slow down this mind? How do I tame this mind? So one of the great, great benefits of the mantra is it's something for the mind to do. Think about a young child. Think about a puppy dog running around playing, kind of tearing everything up, making a general disaster wherever they go. Not because they have evil intentions, but just because they're young and full of energy and don't quite know what to do with it. And so they play over here, and then they play over here, and then they pee over here, and then they climb over here. But you give them something to play with, and they'll sit down in a corner and be occupied with whatever they're playing with. The mind is very similar. It jumps all over the place, not because it means to be evil and bad and destroy your meditation and ruin your life. And The mind has been cultivated as you've lived. The mind has been created out of your experiences. It's been created out of the thoughts that you've had, the experiences you've been in. So the mind isn't the enemy. And it doesn't wake up in the morning and plan, ah, I know I'm going to ruin her day today. I'm not going to give her a moment's peace. It just does its thing. So one of the core great assets of the mantra is it just gives the mind something to do. At least the mind comes into one place. So rather than jumping all over, it's in one place. But the mantra is more than that. The second piece of the mantra is what you could call the actual science of the mantra. And that has to do with the science of the sound, the science of those words. So if you actually look at the definition of most of the mantras that we chant, there's some variation on the theme of, oh God, by this name or with this form or with these attributes or who achieved this, I bow to you. If you take the five or six or eight or ten of the most common mantras that we chant, 
that's pretty much what they are. Oh God, by this particular name in that particular form, who achieved this or who has these characteristics, I bow to you. Whether their mantras for Lord Shiva, mantras for Vishnu, mantras for the Mother Goddess, they're all pretty much that formula. So it's not that there's something particularly complex about the meaning of the mantra, that something in that meaning is so complex that it makes everything happen. It's basically, oh God, I bow to you. Oh God, I surrender to you. Oh God, take me in your shelter, like this. But there is a science of the sound, a science actually of the Sanskrit sounds. And this is why, even if you don't understand them, when we sit for the arati, we sit for the yagna, you're listening to mantras being chanted, even if you don't understand them. If your heart is open, they actually have the power to change you alchemically, to transform you alchemically. There's a science to the sound. That's also why it's important to chant them correctly. So those are the first two elements of the mantra. The third element, though, is that it evokes love for God in us. As you take God's name over and over and over again, love for God starts to blossom. And that, that's true whether you've got it pronounced exactly right or not. So you may miss some of the benefits of the, the power of the sound, the power of the syllables, the power of the science of that. But if it's evoking love in you, then you've still got the power of the mantra. And if you can get all three, then it's extraordinary. Then you've got your mind in one place, that single pointed focus that we talk about, which is in the, in the eight limbs of yoga that Patanjali gave. Right before we get to the limb of dhyan or meditation, we have single-pointed focus. And the mantra really is that. It brings the mind into that single-pointed focus, and then it gives us that great power, that great science of sound, and it opens our hearts. It opens our hearts to love for God. And those three things taken together are extraordinary. So does it have the power to change your life? Yeah, absolutely. But when you think about the mantra, think about it in terms of a relationship. 
It's not the mantra is just my magic wand and if I chant it enough, I'm going to get whatever I want. It's about a relationship with this sacred sound. A relationship with connecting with the divine through these sounds, through that very particular equation, you can say, to God. So yeah, absolutely, chant a mantra. <coughs> and it doesn't really matter which one it is, as long as it's something that, that connects you, that appeals to you, that sounds right to you, that feels right to you, that you can chant and chant and chant and chant. And then what ends up happening is the mantra starts chanting itself. In the beginning, we chant it. We have to remember to keep chanting it. The mind gets distracted, then we bring it back to the mantra. But slowly, 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 the mantra starts chanting itself. And then you become, become that mantra. It's like with your heartbeat, with the flow of your blood, with the steps you take as you walk, that mantra is on. And it's extraordinary. So, yes, absolutely. Use a mantra. It's a very ancient and powerful technique. And if you have a guru, it's very powerful to take that mantra from the guru. But if you don't have a guru, you can use any of them that feels right to you. See what, see what appeals to you, what, what form of the divine is one that, that speaks to you. Of course, it's all, it's all one God, there's nothing but God, it's just different, different reflections. It's like when you love someone, and you take their picture. Sometimes you, some people, you just want to take that beautiful straight on shot. And then sometimes, sometimes you're like, no, no, I love your profile. Just turn a little bit that way. Love that profile shot, okay. Some it's like, oh, look right in the camera, give me a big smile. And some, you say, no, no, just, just look off that way. Maybe close your eyes depending on you as the photographer, depending on them as the subject, depending on your relationship, whatever it may be. But you understand, of course, that the person you love, whose photo you're taking, who's now giving you a profile shot rather than straight on, or who's now looking off into the sunset rather than smiling into your camera frame, is the same person. In the same way, Whatever reflection, manifestation, angle of the divine feels, feels dearest to you or easiest to connect with, just start chanting a mantra for, for that. See what happens. And if nothing else, chant Om. It's 
sound of the universe. Bare minimum brings the mind into focus. And even if you had no other benefit, simply having your mind anchored and rooted into one sound, one chant, one prayer, that in and of itself is enough to transform you.